When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate. You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. Welcome to Furious Finest, a podcast and resource devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Chris Breffitt. Chris, how are you doing? Doing great, man. I ship out on Monday. We're recording a couple pods before I go. Recording more when I come back to pick more stuff. And then we'll be getting set up for long distance recording. So pretty crazy. Interesting stuff. Wildlife changes. Yeah. By the time you hear this, Chris will already be moved and you're literally like tomorrow. So it's just like one of those. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Life is strange, but I'm really excited to get into a new gaming community, make some new friends, learn some new tricks from some new folks. Yeah. You said it's, it's one fun. of the first things you're going to do, right? Is find yeah. a new I've, local I've, store. There is a local store. So I'm going to be headed right up there. Seeing what they got, seeing what games they play, seeing if they can order me some stuff and, uh, you know, trying to get some gaming nights going. Yeah. And a couple of you guys have reached out, talked with Chris, said you live certain distances away from where he's going to be. But so you haven't reached out to Chris yet. He's going to be in Moorhead City, North Carolina. So if you're in the surrounding area or you come to play games there or if you, you know, have a store in your area that's nearby, let us know. Hit me up. Yes, please. Uh, reach out to us on one of our social medias at fury's finest or email us at fury's finest at gmail.com and just let chris know where you play games because you know it's not uncommon chris for a lot of people to commute to great gaming stores right 30 minutes and i'm not opposed to that whatever we've done that many times for tournaments and things like that so yeah just let us know the lay of the land so chris can get involved in the community i'm excited for it man i'm excited man and like i mentioned in our last couple episodes I'm in the process of getting more stuff going here because there is a Marvel community growing in Oklahoma, especially so in Tulsa. Yeah. And I think we need to cultivate that more and plan for the future. There's some cons in the future, gaming cons. So I think if we can build tournaments at local stores here, eventually when those gaming cons come around and stuff, we can have some stuff there, some demos. I'm working on that too. So it's very exciting. So if you have any resources in Oklahoma and you hear this, reach out to us and let's get together and you know, help this game grow because that's, that's right. We're it's really important. passionate about this. We mention it every week and we're not going to stop mentioning it because we want this game to grow and we want to create good content for this game to help it grow and help you guys stay excited 
as we are, if not more excited about this game. It's pretty great, Chris. But yeah, we're still in the craziness of everything. Oh, yeah. We mentioned in the last two episodes, just Chris moving and, and my family, and everything in the hospital. It's been a crazy time and it still hasn't calmed down. So it'll calm down at some point. But yeah, it, we're still in the craziness of everything. We appreciate you guys having patience with us, you know, our release schedule being different and things like that. You know, things are going to back to normal and we're still producing the same level of content for you guys. It just might not be the exact same time every week for some time. But at some point, things are going to calm down for me, Chris. And also, too, as Chris mentioned, we're going to have to get his telecommuting set up, which is a whole other thing, which won't be too bad not too bad just just uh, an investment yes investment in uh, some equipment and then some learning uh you know which is fine if there are some hiccups in the schedule once again forgive us we will find the new normal and get to it as soon as possible that's right we're still going to put out tons of content for you guys and just keep following us on social media and stuff and you know if you're a patron you guys even have an extra window into this so none of this is news to you but anyone that's not a patron like we just want to keep you in the loop as well be as transparent as possible and uh, yeah, just continue to create a positive vibe around this game, Chris. Chris, we're in the throes of the game. We mentioned last time Wakandans are out, Asgardians are out now, which is crazy. Still hobbying, still getting all that oh, together. So much. There's just so much to do. They've never stopped, which is amazing. Atomic Mass is killing it. They just keep killing it. We have been through Black Panther. We have been through Killmonger, Chris. That leaves the final two Wakandans. That's right. And of course, this week, we're starting with Shuri. And it's going to be good. And I'm more excited about Shuri than I ever have after our Black Panther episode, Chris. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited to learn more about Shuri. Me too. And I, I love that not only hopefully our show can get people more excited about these characters, but it's getting me more excited about these characters. It's fun, isn't it? I've especially liked some of the characters I didn't have much knowledge of going into each episode and learning about them. They've really grown on me as such. Modok especially. Oh, absolutely. And I think these are prime characters for our show, Chris, in a certain way, because we've mentioned before the Baron Zemos, the Modocs, the maybe the Koyes and Shures of the world. We don't know as much about them. We in, don't. In the way of comics or movies, just because they've been less heavily featured. They're obviously less known in pop culture. They're not someone like a Spider-Man that's just always been there in your life. So for us, we know you guys are playing these on the table. So we want to make that a really rich and exciting experience. And hopefully every time we release an episode of our show, we do that for you. If it's you're painting this character while you're listening to our show, we hope you're enjoying your painting, enjoying listening to us. Or if you're playing with these characters, we really hope this experience is enhanced. And you know what, Chris? Shuri is not going away. No. She's going to be in this game for a long time, I think. And I've said that several times before with other characters, but I really, for a character that's not an affiliation leader, I really mean that. I think she is a phenomenal character, but you know... I need to learn more about her. So let's go do that in a little bit. But I think first we've got to mention our wonderful patrons. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting it with a monthly contribution. We thank all of our patrons for their support. And please remember, guys, you're going to want to sign up to be a patron for the Schooner Labs giveaway. Some fantastic dials to keep track of your power levels and health for each character. They really clean up the tabletop. They really keep things nice in an ordered fashion. And they're just really clever. Yeah. You, if you get these things, you'll just you'll notice the clever use of magnets and dials, how everything's interchangeable. It's just very, very witty, and it just it makes me happy. Yeah, and I predict Chris, too, with Shinner Labs, they are doing more 
creations in the future and the way of like objective tokens and stuff like that, I predict. So you just need to keep an eye on them. We have it linked in the they show notes. They are cool, man. You, I want all this stuff, Chris. You've put time into your models. You've put time into your board. Why not put time into your tokens and your you know, your know, point trackers for well, this game? Well, and it's so easy to lose the cardboard tokens. It it's is. It's so easy for them to get damaged over time. Like I said, it cleans everything up. Everything's nice and ordered. And yeah. I'm the type of person where if my board and my side of the board is in nice, orderly fashion, so are my thoughts. Yeah. So is my play. You play cleaner, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that these will necessarily make you a better player. Player. Sure. They're not going to make you run faster or jump higher, but they're very nice. Every patron has a chance to win. We can't wait to ship this off to you guys. Once again, you get to pick your affiliation and all that stuff. Very exciting. So we will reach out to the winner. And then, of course, we will probably have another giveaway coming up very soon. Can't wait, man. I love these things. That aside, Chris, we do have a new patron to announce this week. We have several new patrons, but once again, we're still keeping the spotlight on one person every week because we think that's really important. And that is Ben D. Ben, thank you so much thank you, for ben. your contribution, man. Yeah, man. You're making this happen. You're making our time and effort that we spend every week on this worth it. You guys are making this train run. And without the patrons, you know, this show wouldn't be the quality it is. Those of you that aren't patrons, thank the patrons because they are awesome. They're, they're making this happen. It's great. And thanks to them, this train has no brakes. Let's go. Who is... Shuri. Shuri is the princess of Wakanda, T'Chaka's youngest child and only daughter. So that would make her Black Panther's sister. Sister. Exactly. Love it. And of course, we we learned a couple weeks ago, T'Chaka is the former Black Panther, T'Challa's father, the former king of Wakanda. Yep. The lineage of the the kingdom and the family and all that good stuff. When did Shuri first come into comics, Chris? Because I'm I'm happy we, we touched on her. In Black Panther a little bit, which was great. Uh, made me like her even more. But today we're going to get deeper into her history. So what? when did she first appear? I am really excited about this. This is the newest character we have got to cover. She first appeared in Black Panther number two. This is volume four of Black Panther in May of 2005. This is that Black Panther reboot you're kind of talking exactly. about. Exactly. That's right. She was created by Reginald Hudland and John Romita Jr. Of course, we've all heard of John Romita Jr., And we want to thank him for this wonderful character. So let's talk a little bit about Shuri's powers and abilities. Jesse? Well, these are going to look really familiar, Chris. A lot of these in the comics are very similar to Black Panther. So similar to Black Panther going through the trials, Shuri was extensively trained in martial arts. Very similar to Black Panther. After the trials, like Black Panthers before her, she consumed the heart-shaped herb. This granted her enhanced speed, agility, strength, endurance, and senses. And then, of course, her uniform is made of vibranium. And then the nice little twist with her is she makes a lot of her own weapons and projectiles and things like that. You know, a nice little blend of kind of the Black Widow stuff. She's a technological whiz kid, right? Right. So just think of Black Panther's sister. She made it through the trial. She also had the herb. This is comic book Shuri we're talking about. And then, you know, on top of that, she was this whiz kid, similar to Peter Parker or something. Oh, yeah. Creating her own weapons. To enhance her tech, to enhance her vibranium suit. So once again, she has vibranium enhanced technology, just like Black Panther. And on top of that, she trained with the Dejalia and also, and this imbued her with super speed. In some stories, she had the ability to temporarily reanimate Wakandan corpses. Oh, that's crazy. Reanimating corpses takes a lot of energy from her. 
meaning she can only do it for a short period of time, but she could basically bring people back to life. So this is pretty crazy stuff. And let's also not forget she has the energy weapons. In uh, certain comics, she's also been capable of anamorphism, which allowed her to transform into a flock of birds or a singular large bird. Crazy. That's wild, man. <laughs> you got to specify both. Guys, when we do these deep dives, we, we really we cover every base, even if it's not the new canon or not. It's pretty awesome. More of that mystical stuff we were talking about, Chris, that Black Panther touches on that's different. Oh, yeah. Kind of the, the animal gods and that sort of stuff. Great. That's her superpowers, but let's go through her history. From a very young age, Shuri coveted the Black Panther mantle. She attempts to challenge... Then Black Panther, her uncle, Sayan, of course, this is the regent, ran the country and was the Black Panther in the comics after T'Chaka's murder. Right. Before T'Challa was ready and when he was on his walkabout, she discovers that he'd already been defeated by her older brother, T'Challa. So during an attack on Wakanda by Claw and a group of his mercenaries, she uses the ebony blade to defeat the Russian radioactive man, killing him in the process. She's shell-shocked by her first kill. T'Challa promises to train her in hand-to-hand combat, enabling her to fight on her own terms should she ever need to take his place as the leader of Wakanda. This is the beginnings of that martial arts mastery. Exactly. While T'Challa and his wife, uh, Storm, are away as members of the Fantastic Four, American battleships, aligned with Eric Killmonger, move in on Wakanda. With the king away, Shuri and her advisors decide to sneak onto the ships in the night and incapacitate them. During the raid, Shuri is captured by Killmonger's men and thrown in a cell. She challenges Killmonger himself to a fight, but seeing her as beneath him, he sends a group of his men to battle her. She defeats them easily and is broken out of her cell by Zuri, one of T'Challa's advisors. After T'Challa and Aurora leave the Fantastic Four and return to Wakanda, the Skrulls invade Wakanda as a part of the secret invasion. Shuri and her uncle Seon lead most of the Wakandan army on an assault against the invading Skrulls, while T'Challa and Aurora Storm battle the leaders. Later, Prince Namor of Atlantis attempts to recruit T'Challa for the Cabal, mm. a secret council of supervillains run by Doctor Doom. Now, this is all really cool because we've talked about a lot of this. Yeah, this and timeline. we're seeing how we're seeing how these characters are so intertwined That's right. and what T'Challa's decisions mean for Shuri and her life. Yeah, it's brother and sister. He goes somewhere, she stays, or vice versa. It's pretty interesting, Chris. I, I love it. I love it. Of course, T'Challa rejects the offer from Namor, but is attacked by the various members of the Cabal and is left in a comatose state. Coma number one. Coma number <laughs> one. Storm nominates Shuri as his successor, and she successfully completes the various trials, granting herself access to the heart-shaped herb. However, when she consumes the herb, the Wakanda Panther God does not imbue her with the powers of the Black Panther. Instead, rejecting her due to her lifelong jealousy of her brother's mantle and her arrogance in its presence. Oh my. When the powerful villain, Morlon, threatens to annihilate Wakanda entirely, Shuri takes on the Black Panther identity and outfit anyway, and manages to both save Wakanda and resurrect her comatose brother. Through her humble act of self-sacrifice, she earns the mantle of the Black Panther, and the Panther God grants her its accompanying powers. The herb kicks in. The herb kicks in. So Shuri has been the Black Panther. So cool. Like her father before her, her uncle, and her brother, she has been the Black Panther, and I think that is rad. See, Chris, this is what's cool, too. I think we talk about this stuff when we give you guys this history. 
hopefully you can enjoy the objectives more too because the Wakandan herbs is a prominent objective right yep. now. Everybody's playing it. It's really cool when you eat the herbs, the, the, the pros and cons it gives you to your characters. I love it. And now we know where it's from and now we know what it does. That's right. I think Atomic Mass is doing a great job of keeping the lore intertwined with the game. Mechanics. Yeah. It's amazing. Mechanics and theme perfectly together. So to pick this back up, when a powerless T'Challa discovers that Dr. Doom has infected many Wakandan officials and advisors with nanites, he goes off in search of a way to stop him, leaving Shuri as acting ruler of Wakanda. Shuri tracks down and fights Namor, trying to discover her for herself what part he played in her brother's injuries. Together, T'Challa and Shuri discover that the infected Wakandans, calling themselves the Desturi, intend to stage a revolution seizing power in Wakanda for themselves. With Dr. Doom's Disturi successfully overthrowing the incumbent Wakandan government, as seen in the Doom War storyline, he finds himself with access to the world's largest supply of vibranium. Once again, a huge focus of Wakanda is their supply of, of vibranium and the constant need for bad guys to want to take over. Well, it's a very, very powerful thing. That's right. Shuri and a repowered T'Challa whom both were able to avoid infection from Doom's nanites due to their heightened senses, remain the only Wakandans not under Doom's control. The two of them team up with Colossus, Nightcrawler, my boy, and Wolverine <laughs> of the X-Men to regain control in Wakanda. They succeed, but Doom steals a large portion of the vibranium. Shuri then begins to travel the globe, attempting to destroy Doom's criminal network and recover all the stolen vibranium. Doom uses the vibranium's inherent mystical qualities to take control of all processed vibranium on the planet, and Shuri and other heroes attempt to fight and stop him. They succeed when T'Challa uses Doom's own mystical ploys against him, rendering all the processed vibranium on the planet inert. That's big stuff. Also, take a drink, X-Men. That's right, take a drink. Nightcrawler, please. <laughs> uh, please. I can't wait for the X-Men. We know hit. we're getting the X-Men. We know we're getting Logan. The questions are, when are we getting who and at what times? Right. That's the real question. Teams, are we going to get what affiliations? A Brotherhood affiliation? An X-Men affiliation? Are we going to get an X-Force affiliation? Scott's Pity Party. Ecstatics. <laughs> Ecstatics. You know? Yeah. Just there's so many teams. You could New play mutants. this entire game with just X-Men models. Exactly. Like, and never be out of mind. And I think it's smart of them to be holding off on them. So smart. We don't need it right now. We, we don't. don't. We don't. We don't. We got but so many we good things. We want it. <laughs> we want it. With Wakanda struggling economically, as seen in the Claws of the Panther storyline, Shuri travels to the Savage Land to meet Kazar and obtain a stock of natural vibranium present there. They are attacked by Claw, who wants the vibranium for his own use. Claw just keeps coming back. Always. He's He needs that vibranium, man. And, you know, they defeat him. Again. But when a volcanic eruption caused by his sound waves covers the vibranium and renders it unobtainium, she tracks down the other stockpiles in Madripoor and in New York. But Claw already has AIM troops excavating both sites and fights ensue. Claw had created a monster called M-U-S-I-K <laughs> using the vibranium and intended to place it on an AIM space station to enslave the world. Man. With help from various other heroes, including Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Black Widow, Shuri is able to thwart his scheme. So Shuri's working with these big players, Chris. You know, she's only been around since 2005, but she has really come into some prominence. She's had her own titles. Love it. She steals, absolutely steals scenes in the Black Panther movie. 
Fantastic casting. That's right. It, wonderful. And Great relationship. I only the two see bigger things happening for this character in the future. That's right. So following Namor's attack on Wakanda during the Avengers versus X-Men storyline, Shuri declares war on Atlantis, despite all of her brother's protests. The Wakandans virtually level Atlantis, leaving only a few Atlantean survivors. In retaliation for Shuri's assault on Atlantis, Namor lies to Thanos' agents by falsely telling them that the Infinity Gems were located in Wakanda. After Wakandan troops were forced to retreat from a counterattack by Thanos' army, Shuri learns from Dora Milaje that T'Challa was in contact with Namor during the Wakandan-Atlantean conflict, and that he allowed Namor into the necropolis several times during this conflict. As a result, Shuri banishes T'Challa from the Wakandan capital city. Whoa. Yeah, this was a rough time for T'Challa. During the 2013 Infinity storyline, it is shown that Shuri is the head of the Wakandan school for alternative studies. Interesting. She's very smart. When Wakanda is attacked by the Cabal during the Time Runs Out storyline, Shuri sacrifices herself by staying behind in order to hold off Proxima Midnight so T'Challa can escape. Her death is later confirmed when her spirit is seen among those of the past Black Panthers. As a part of Marvel's 2015 branding, all new, all different Marvel, T'Challa is shown trying to revive Shuri's body. Shuri's soul has transcended to the Dahlia, which was a spiritual plane consisting of the entire memories of Wakanda. There, Shuri trained under the tutelage of a Griot spirit who had taken the form of her mother, Ramonda. As they trained, the Griot spirit shared the memories of not only Wakanda, but also before the nation had formed. With the help of Manifold, T'Challa was able to combine his technology and Manifold's bending of reality to bring Shuri's soul back to the physical plane. After her revival, Shuri has been imbued with the power similar to that of the Griot spirit. She has been informed of the events taking place in her absence, including the rogue Dora Milaje and the rebellion led by Titu and Zinzi. Shuri has then set out to confront the rogue Dora Milaje and convince them to join forces with T'Challa in order to stop the rebellion and march against the Golden City, which she was successful in doing. With the united power of Shuri, T'Challa, Manifold, and the Dora Milaje, the forces of Wakanda, Tetu was defeated, although Zinzi has escaped. As the rebellion came to an end, Shuri joined Wakanda's council that has been established by T'Challa. And that's going to bring us to the present. That's right. So she is a major player in Wakanda. She is a major player on the throne. She was at one point the Black Panther. She was at one point the leader of Wakanda. She's had a lot of roles. She's worked with the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. The list goes on, Chris. I'm really enjoying this. I want to read more about Shuri. I want to read Shuri comics. That's right. I think it's time, Chris, to see where she fits into the MCU. So her first appearance, very similar to Black Panther, was in Black Panther, Chris. (laughs) So once again, this is the story of Wakanda. This is not just the story of Black Panther. This is the story of the Wakandan people, T'Challa himself, but I mean, also his sister, Shuri, and of course, Eric Killmonger are all Mm -hmm. major players in the story. But let's also not forget so many other side characters, including Okoye, who's coming up very soon. And M'Baku. M'Baku. I love M'Baku. I know. Side characters too, like Zuri, like the shaman, Force Whitaker playing him. I mean, it's a stacked cast. They have set that up for a very cool reoccurring IP. Yeah, and I, I say it over and over again. Like, I, I really don't think it's necessarily Black Panther's movie. I think it's Wakanda's movie. I would agree. I think Black Panther is the story of Wakanda. Though. He is. He He's the lead, and he's the prince that ascends to the king. But it's so interesting, their whole history. And I'm 
more and more interested by it by the day. So, of course, Chris, she's also in Avengers Infinity War. We have some pretty cool scenes with her trying to save Vision's life and extract mm-hmm. the stone from his head before Thanos gets there. So they're having the holdout in the field. We had mentioned in our Black Panther episode, Cap and T'Challa leading the armies, holding off so Shuri can perform this operation. Shuri gets snapped. and She's back at the end of Endgame. So Thank the Lord. I know. And then, of course, Chris, we have Black Panther 2, which we know is coming. We don't know the name necessarily. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Yes, of course. Will Shuri play a bigger role in this? Will she wear the suit in this? Time will tell. I sure hope so. How cool would that be? That'd be so neat. That's all of her appearances in the MCU, guys. We hope you guys like Shuri as much as we do. She's a really cool character, and I, I just can't get over the casting with her. I mean, as you said, Chris, I really think she is one of the standout parts of all this Wakandan stuff. I would agree. In the MCU. If not one of the best parts, period. Good on Kevin Feige and his team. All the Marvel. Great job, bud. I think it's time to talk about some Shuri strategy because she is a kinetic character here. We got to talk about this. So her name is Shuri. Her alter ego is Shuri. You don't say. She doesn't have a superhero name. It's great. It's just Shuri. So Chris, let's talk about her stats on her card. So once again, you could follow along at home. Grab your card or check our social media for her card picture. She is five stamina, medium speed, a height of two, and a threat of three. Her defense... It's pretty simple, Chris. Three physical, three energy, three mystic. Easy peasy. Yeah. I think that's, if I'm not wrong, that's Spider-Man's defense as well, right? It is, but he does have the spider sense. Of course. Just looking at her stats, Chris, she is a baseline character. She has average health, medium speed, average, average height, three threat, three defense on everything. Nothing too crazy there. She's not super strong or super weak. She's just kind of plain. Little surprise she's not a long mover. To be honest. Good point. Let's get into her card and you might see why she's not a long mover. Oh, she's, really? She just seems a little too good. Real quick, let's talk about her injured side. Nothing changes, Chris. She She's still the five stamina. So she's 10 health total. She doesn't gain new powers on her injured side either. She's pretty much just a 10 health, three threat character. So we like this a lot on the show because those two and three threat characters are going to be in the game a lot because they fit a lot of places. So we really think... There's value to that. So I, I think that's a big I part agree. of this. Yeah. We stand by three threat characters pretty hard on this podcast. Yeah. So Chris, let's go ahead and go through her attacks because I think they're pretty interesting. Her first attack is not named Strike. It's called Panther Gauntlets. It is an energy attack. It is going to be range five, strength six, Whoa. zero cost. Whoa. How cool is that? If this attack would deal one or more damage, it deals one damage instead. There it is. There it is. So it's a ping. After this attack is resolved, push the target character away short. After this attack is resolved, this character gains one power. Very steady, very baseline. It's a nice ping. A little limited, though. You're not. It's not heavy damage. No, Chris, but I'm talking about some crazy things about this. So it's six strength, which is insane for a strike, but we mentioned it bounces itself out because the six strength is basically just a way... To guarantee you to get one damage through. Right. Because whatever damage you get through, it's going to be reduced down to one. That's kind of the balancing act with her Panther Gauntlets here. What's insane about this is you're pretty much getting this one ping every time. Also, what's extra insane about this is it's range five. We don't have very much of this in the game at all. I love that. So it's the longest range in the game, period. We don't have many other characters with this range at all. 
And you mentioned after the attack is resolved, push the target character away short. That's not a wild trigger. That's just happens. That just happens. It's very objective control. Before we've even gone through the rest of Shuri's attacks and superpowers, it's already shaping up to see why she's potentially the best three threat character in the game currently. Because she has a range five attack. She can sit on an objective, Chris, and shoot at another one range five away. If you position her in the right spot, she can do that. So she is either contesting or gaining an objective while also shooting across the map at another objective, pushing someone off that objective with her short push. Phenomenal. And I really think with this character, Chris, you're going to be doing a lot of just this Panther gauntlets twice in a row. Get her yep. on an objective and you're pinging people away from that objective. Just annoy them. Just yeah. keep them out of position. It's control. It's control. It's it's wonderful. It's a control strike, which is the most interesting thing we've seen in this game in the way of strikes. And on top of that, too, you know, she gains one power every time she does this. So it doesn't cost anything. She gains the power. Presumably, she already gained a tar- power for that turn because you gain one every turn. So that's a minimum of two power every turn if you're just doing the basic strike once. But if you do it more, you're getting more. But let's go into her second attack and see what's up with that. It's also an energy attack. Sonic Crush. Range two. Strength of seven. Cost four power. Quite a bit. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains... The stun special condition. I love it. And this is just happens. And then on top of that, there's a wild trigger stagger. After this attack resolved, the target character gains the stagger special condition. So they're gaining stun and stagger. Right. That's their whole turn. It could be argued that stagger and stun are the two worst conditions in the game because stagger is the worst condition in the game. You have to spin your first action to remove the stagger. No matter what the game state is stun Almost equally as bad, Chris, you can't gain any additional power. To shake both of these off. Control. the whole turn. She's control, once again. Hit hit Hulk with that, and he's done. Yeah, you mess him up. We've always talked about you must double attack with Hulk. You have to, if you have him. If you're moving one of those double attacks, he's in trouble. Or you're moving away for him to gain power, that's not so great either. Also, Chris, it's seven strength, which is pretty great. Can't complain about that. Though I will say the range is two, so she has to be in that melee range to do this. But, you know, that's okay. I think these being her two attacks is plenty. She doesn't need any more attacks. She has the ping that's control, and she has the hard-hitting punch that gives the conditions. So let's talk about her superpowers. Her first is a reactive power. It is called Super Genius. It's going to cost one power. When this character is attacking, it may use this superpower during the calculate success step of the attack. If it does, it may choose to count defense dice results instead of attack results as successes. Now, we've seen this before. That's right. And I still think it's awesome. Killmonger had this. Yeah. So Shuri is doing those mathematical equations in her head and she's deciding, no, 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 I'm going to do the attack this way. Once again, Chris, a way to guarantee this Sonic Crush or these Panther Gods get through the way you want them to get through being control abilities. Great. It only costs one power. That's great. I think it's wonderful. You're going to have one power every turn no matter what. That's right. Turns out in this game, that's part of the game. Her second superpower is also a reactive superpower called upgrades. Now, brace yourself for this, Chris. This is pretty insane. The power cost on this is X. After another allied character within range four rolls attack or defense dice, this character, Shuri, may use the superpower. If she does, spend up to three power. For each power spent, the allied attacking or defending character may re-roll one of their dice. 
This is keeping with the Wakandans theme of constant re-rolls. That's right. Through their technology. Through technology, through their ingenuity, through their genius. This is constantly insane. re-rolling dice to get the results you want. It's crazy. So not as good as Zemo's, because his is just innate. But let's talk conversely here. This has more range than Zemo's. It's range four. Also, you can pay, take it up to three. So it's more re-rolls than even Zemo's gives you, Chris. And it's also attack and defense. So we're seeing a theme with Shuri here. She is a support control character. You can't win a game with her, but alongside other pieces, you can absolutely dominate. She's a complimentary piece. She's a role player. But if you use her well, she is going to make your Killmonger, your Black Panther, that much better. So let's talk about her last superpower. It is an innate superpower. It is called Head of Wakanda R&D. When this character rolls dice, after the effect is resolved, it gains one power, if it rolled at least, one critical miss. Now, this is the first time we have seen the critical miss. a critical miss involved in a power. Something. something. Yeah, or just something positive. Anything. Anything positive. When using Shuri, those critical misses are at least going to help you a little bit. This kind of mitigates some of her power, Chris, being Wakandan with the rerolls and also... Her last superpower we mentioned the rerolls on top of the what kind of rerolls. You can't reroll critical failures right. ever. That dice, you can't touch it. Then once it hits that spot, this is pretty cool. She's using her brain and her resources to gain power from some negative ends. This is the theme here. That's great, Chris, because even if you have a rough roll that didn't do quite what you wanted, you can just get power from this. It just happens. Yeah. So once again, let's not forget the Panther Gauntlets is six strength. And the Sonic Crush is seven strength. That's a lot of dice, Chris. You're, yep. you're probably going to hit some skulls at some point in the game. This is a way to mitigate that. She's so balanced. She's so well-rounded support. I don't understand it. How She's so good. I'm really loving her. I can't wait to get her on the table. I'm going to play the Wakandan team as a team as soon as I can. Oh, absolutely. And let's talk about her in those other teams. In the Avengers teams and the Cabal teams, I think she fits beautifully too. She's a three-threat character. Easy to slot in. She's a support character. She, yep. ma- she helps your other characters. She's a control piece that stops these heavy hitters like the Hulk, like Thor, like Ultron, like Captain Marvel. She can potentially stop them, though Captain Marvel will be the hardest because she has the best energy defense in the game. But she's giving you consistent power. She's giving you consistent pushes, and she's giving you consistent conditions. I love her. Once again, her only weakness is she doesn't do much damage. That's it. You bring other characters for that. Yeah. And that's okay. We're starting to see the idea of support characters, tank characters, damage characters, objective yep. characters. We're starting to, to see these pieces of the team come into play. And yep. I think the meta is going to start shaping up where you're, you're going to need to bring one or two objective runners. You're going to need to yes. bring a support character, one objective runner, a tank and then a big damage dealer That's instead right. of just whatever you're feeling. We're starting to see these teams really start to come together with all of this variety. The only downside of Chris I can see with Shuri really is as the game stands right now, I think her and Zemo might just be auto includes in your list. I've mentioned on the Zemo episode, and this is taking it quite a back guys, but I'll mention it again. I still stand by it. I think he's worth more than three threat. I think oh, yeah. Shuri's worth more than three threat. Now, is that 3.5? Is that four? I'm unsure, but I know it's more than three because you compare it to the other threes in the game 
and they're just these Swiss army knives that can grab objectives. They've got some control. They've got rerolls for their team. They just provide consistency and they're just so good. I just don't see any world right now where you don't take both of them unless you just got some particular list that's a different play style altogether. But if, if you want kind of more a malleable list, they fit. They're good objective runners and all this stuff. And Shuri just fits anywhere. In a way, she fits better than Zemo. Zemo's just so good. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't understand it because he's a long mover, too. So I love the long move, the windy man, the long mover. And he has the charge, too, Chris, which is absurd. So she has less movement, but she has all the other tools. She has control. She has consistency within herself. You know, a lot of this game, Chris, sometimes you're in trouble if you don't gain power or you don't gain rerolls within characters. It really hurts. You miss on Hulk. Or you don't get yeah. enough power on the Hulk. What's he going to do this turn? You just can't really do much. Right. Shuri kind of has her own power generation and her own consistency with her own dice and stuff. And she has control tools. So really, she's always going to fit in a list. It's how you use her, how you position her. She's a problem. You probably should kill her when you can. <laughs> That's another weakness. You know, she only has three defense on everything and 10 health. Nothing too crazy. Not as low as some, not as high as others. So she can be killed. You're going to have to be careful with her. You're going to have to play her behind other threats. Once again, she is a support character. Keeping her positioning in mind at all times is going to be very important. Keeping an eye on their big damage to make sure that they don't have an avenue. Yep. They don't have a way to get to her immediately. Keeping something in front of her. Just keeping the big threats at bay. And then going into danger when it's time. And hopefully the the dice roll right and you, you keep that Hulk with a stagger and a stun. Or you keep that Captain Marvel with a stagger and a stun. Ooh. And then you try to dart out. Yeah. Next turn. And we just we can't speak highly enough of her upgrade ability. I mean, Chris, rerolls are huge in games like this. And she can do it for anybody. Anybody's attack or defense on your team, she can improve. Give them rerolls. So if she has the power, Chris, she can do it up to three power, up to three rerolls. That also means it costs one less with the Avengers affiliation, mm. which is just ridiculous. So you could essentially do one reroll a turn for free. Every turn. Kind of ridiculous. And, you know, you got to know the turn structure and all that. We, we've, we've talked about how the Avengers affiliation works, but she's awesome. She's not going away. Love her. Love her. Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. Once again, thank you to all of our patrons. Guys, the Patreon's really great. We have the Discord going. You get an auto-invite into the Discord. We have a link on the Patreon that's for patrons only, and you jump on the Discord. A lot of great discussion there. A lot of great hobbying, sharing there, which we all love. Awesome community being built. If anything, maybe a dollar or two is worth it just for you to get on the Discord and you know help us pay our bills. It's a pretty exciting thing we got going on here, and we cannot thank the patrons enough. Catch our streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol at twitch.tv slash Finest. Please follow us there through your Twitch accounts so you get notifications when we go live. Also, there's a lot of moving parts, Chris, to Twitch. And a big part is getting followers. And another part is all this other weird tech stuff. But if we can get more followers, that only helps us. Kind of similar to when you guys leave the Apple podcast reviews. The more, the better. Follow the show on Twitter at Cast. Instagram at Furious Finest and Facebook.com slash Furious Finest. Email us at FuriousFinest at gmail.com and continue to leave us Apple podcast reviews. We will read all of this on future mailbag episodes. 
Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our intro and outro music. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review and help spread the word about our show. That's right. Several of you guys have reached out to us recently and said you just discovered the show. I'm not sure how you found it, but I'm happy you did. If you have friends who are getting into this game or who are in this game in the local community, share our podcast with them. Tell them to look at Fury's Finest because... I don't think everybody knows, Chris, about all the great podcasts that exist and all the great resources. And we want to get people into this game, more invested, more plugged in. Continue to spread the word, guys. Thank you so much. Bigger player base is better for all of us. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Jesse Aiken, J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. Reach out to me, guys, anytime. If I'm a little late getting back to you, it's just because of this during this tumultuous time, but I will definitely get back to you. Several of you guys reached out. I really appreciate it. Um, followed me on those places. Also give my Star Wars show, The Canon Cantina, a listen if you are a Star Wars fan. We cover Star Wars content from stories all the way to video games. And we just can't wait for what the year 2020 holds with The Mandalorian Season 2, all the new content coming out, Obi-Wan, The Kenobi Show. I, I can't handle it, Chris. It's, it's too exciting. You can follow me, Chris, on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U. F-F-E-T-T. Thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior! The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten Buck says you're wrong. My king. Stop it. Stop it. You sure it's a good idea to take your ex on a mission? Yes. And what are these? The real question is, what are those? (laughs) Why do you have your toes out in my lap? But you don't like my royal sandals.